Welcome to Why We Do This, a podcast for and by performing artists. Find out more about our guests and about us at whywedothispodcast.com. Our guest today is Lisa Kitchens. She's an incredible actor, director, environmental activist, and educational theater maker. She and I did a play together and bonded almost instantly. Her spirit is so full and she's an absolute joy to work with and to be around. We had a great conversation about the wonder and curiosity that we must remember to keep cultivating in our adult minds. She works a lot with young children who keep her inspired in that way. We discussed the plays that have formed her as an artist and the environmental theater program for children that she founded. We started off by reminiscing about the show that we did together called Go Get the X. I think to begin with, we would say like, um, just as you are now, before we talk about where you've come from, um, what, what do you, what do you identify as? Or like, if somebody says, well, what do you do? Or who are you? Like, what do you say? Well, in recent years, I have been saying I'm a theater artist and kind of leaving it at that there. Um, you know, I think like probably a lot of people, I started as a performer, as an actor, and I still identify as an actor, but I um, also, especially, you know, I would say in the past like five years, I've been doing a lot of other work in the theater and um, whether that's directing or writing or creating with other people um, and producing all of that. And I, uh, yeah, there's something about theater artists that I feel like uh, that's kind of the art form I work in. That's where all my skills are. That's where I love. I mean, that's what I love. So I, that's how I've kind of been identified. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great title, right, Jules? Yeah, theater artist. And I mean, you got to pay the bills. So it's always nice when you can find things within your field that you can get paid more for, or at least sure. helps help to have your muscles working in all the different areas. I totally get that. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to emphasize from my point of view that like the you're a wonderful actress, really, Lisa. You know, like that that scene that we did, we used to, I told Julia this, but I think it's worth repeating that we used to like, you would leave the stage a little before me and then I would leave the stage and we would like hug and go, that was so great. It was so oh, great. No. It was really like, um, I don't know. How you, how. It's rare to have that yeah. with, a, with yeah. your scene partner. It's pretty rare. Totally. I feel also very fortunate to have worked with you. And that, yeah, I think that scene together, both of the characters were so fleshed out and you could really dig into them and relationship between them. I loved um, that process and largely. Yeah, well, I feel the same way. So it's great. But I, I wanted to say that because I know something about your other work, but I also know that if, if, if I could like, do any shows I wanted with any actors I wanted, you would be on the short list of people I would call right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did you start? How did all this start for you? I know you have a sister in the business and you have, um, you've been doing it a long time, right? Am I right? Yes. Um, I mean, if we're going to really, I mean, go back way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, when my sister and I, when we were growing up, we would put on plays together in our backyard, you know, for our parents, for our grandparents. Um, that was just how we played. And we where played. was that? So I grew up in Georgia. Okay. I, we moved around a lot, um, a lot of small towns. Um, 
but we were always playing in the backyard or, you know, we had like a closet where we kept all of our Barbies. <laughs> we would put on place with our Barbies or put on place together. Um, and I think my parents both really saw that and they sought out opportunities for us to, you know, there were like community theater um, plays that they would, you know, bring us to. And then as we got older, they wanted us to be involved with it. But I think the first time that I started thinking of theater very seriously, it, it, it was it probably due to my sister. She's older. Uh-huh. And however, um, it was we moved to a town in Georgia called Leesburg. It's in southwest Georgia. And the high school theater teacher, who both my sister and I had, he was just one of those, you know, gems. He just, he provided so many opportunities for students in this tiny, you know, rural town in Georgia. He would drive us to Atlanta every year for like the thespian festival. He drove us to audition for colleges. He drove us to audition for summer theater. I mean, he was, he drove us to the Alabama Shakespeare Festival to see professional theater. You know, he was just one of those educators that just wanted to open the world for everybody. And um, Mm. it, it did. I mean, both my sister and myself, I think, were incredibly impacted by um, the work that we did with him. And that's when we first started to kind of see, oh, we can do this professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to just end here. Um, did you do, uh, well, first of all, we all have those teachers. I, I, I kind of am that teacher for a lot of people because that's yeah. still what I do. But I always feel like it's a debt of gratitude to the teachers who did that for me. As yeah, well. definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but um, where, did you, so? Did you do um, a BFA or something like that? Or so then I went to college at the University of Evansville in Indiana, which was this small liberal arts school that had this awesome theater program. We I auditioned for it, um, and yeah, I got a BFA in theater performance. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. So was there anything particular about that, you know, in those years that like stood out for you as like, um, you know, breakthroughs or moments that you still remember or roles that you, yeah. is there anything like that? I mean, that? I, there were definitely roles that I just very fortunately, I still look back, I'm like, I don't know how this happened, but my freshman year, I got to play the lead role in Horton Foote's 1918. Um, Uh and I was my second semester, uh, and it just was, it was that first, you know, kind of acting role as a young actor that I just like poured, it just consumed me. I poured myself into, and it was such a, you know, Horton Foote is such a, uh, you know, there's so much to dig into with his work. Um, and so it, I think really transformed me and I got to work with actually a director, from New York City. He was a guest director in our program, and I still am in touch with him. His name's Eric Nightingale. Um, I actually did a play with him last year in Korea, and I've known him since I was 18. So um, it was that play in more ways than one kind of transformed me. Um, And also, I will say the thing about college for another great thing about my experience in college was I think this was the first time that I really felt the um, the like inherent collaboration of theater that was like very much highlighted in my program and like the community of our theater department was so strong that that was I think as a young actor it was really 
powerful for me to be in such a strong community and know that everybody is pulling their own way. Everybody's working together and everybody has an important role to fulfill. Um, and that was a big lesson for me as well um, that I carry with me continue. Yeah, that's great. That, that's kind of like our um, next question, which is like, is there like, uh, is it, what is it uh, really about for you? Like when, when you're acting or when you're working on a theater project, yeah. like what's the, what are the most important things? Like why, why do you keep doing it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I definitely think there, um, you know, the, the form of theater, I just love, I love that it's live. I love that it, I particularly love theater that is, you know, interpretive, that might not give us all the answers, but we're able to sit in space, commune with each other, whether I'm a performer or an audience member or on backstage or whatever the capacity is, that we're all sharing the space together and the energy and the story that's being told is happening all together in this one space. And that is so exciting to me and beautiful. And I really think that so much, um, so much can happen, so much can, we can be impacted, we can be moved, we can laugh hysterically. And the fact that we're sharing the space together is so powerful. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad you're saying that because right now, because of COVID and everything, you know, yeah. there's so many people not sharing spaces together. Yeah. and. I keep saying to the people I work for, like, we have to find a way to get a, the, the, my students in front of a live audience. I don't care if it's three people so they can play their play mm -hmm. and we can videotape it and, and not have, and, and, you know, have people see the video of it or whatever. But if there's no live audience and there's no group of people, it's so yeah. different, so different. And I, I, I love what you're saying because... Because um, put it, placing yourself as a theater artist and then talking about the live components and the collaborative components, I, I you know, something that Jules and I talk about all the time, like it's what right now what we're missing, right? Huh? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's sorry, I ate a milkshake yesterday, so I'm all flummy today for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was good. <laughs> it's so worth it. It was peanut butter fudge. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after like a two hour hike, it was great anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really miss it so much. Just like that sort of fervent energy that comes from being on stage in front of a live audience and like with, with a community, it really does build community in, in a way that I think so many yeah. people don't realize that it does. Like I, I you know, my dad and I talk about all the time that a lot of, you know, educational programs and things like that are not theater based, like, you know, if they're progressive, they, they love to tout the fact that like theater is important and everyone should be exposed to it, but nobody actually knows why. And nobody actually really wants to make that much space for it. <laughs> right. um, but it is like this crucial piece of our culture and of our evolution, I think. Yeah. I agree. And that, um, especially as an audience member, but I think in being participating in the theater in any capacity, whether you're involved in the play or, or an audience, but this idea of, of seeing life reflected back to you, you know, seeing our, I think that's the way we can learn and how we can learn to relate 
relate to others and how we can learn to relate to ourselves in the world of this experience of listening, hearing, experiencing these stories being told and shared together and um, kind of the impact that that can have on our lives even when we leave the theater. I, um, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a safe space for emotional risk-taking for the audience and for the actors. And especially I always tout that as, as something, cause I te- teach a lot of children as I think you do too, that it's yeah. like this incredible space for them to test out how it feels to be the, the bully and like how it feels to, you know, be the hero and like recognize right. like why it's important to like listen to your conscience and like, you know, right. and, and to ask questions of yourself and of your fellow actors or theater makers. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, as an actress now, I want to ask, what what's your process? So like, let's say I said, oh, here's a role for you, Lisa. And you either, um, if it's a new script, it might be different, but let's not, we don't have to focus on that. We can just say, let's say it's a play and you know the play and you're going to start going into it as an actress. We're, like, what's your process like? Yeah, I mean, I think it often varies, but I think um, I pretty much always start with reading the play several times, um, just to make sure I know the arc of the story, that I know, you know, what the meat of the story is that we're trying to to convey to the audience, like the, you know, what is my role in that, and um, making sure I know all, you know, making sure I just know the story really well. So, um, and then I'll get more, uh, I'll dig kind of more into the character. And so, I mean, sometimes it means me writing down, you know, there was an exercise I did in graduate school that I continue to do often, but first like giving a read and writing down everything that a character, that other characters say about my character and then writing down everything that my character says about myself so that there's an understanding of how do the other people perceive this person and how does this person perceive themselves and then I think I I love this part of being an actor of like that excavating who this person is and trying to you know that I think Meryl Streep says it I read it one but like mashing your heartbeat to that person's heartbeat you know this um trying to, you know, I look at if it's a historical play or wherever it takes place, you know, digging into the context of which, you know, this character's living, the life circumstances, the region, all of that. And then also, um, I mean, because all of that feeds this, you know, feeds me in terms of figuring out who this person is and trying to just walk in their shoes for a little bit. So, a lot of like excavating and then there's a certain level of like when I'm in the room, when we start rehearsing, trying to, trying not so much to show that work. Like one of my professors from graduate school would say, do the homework and then throw it away. Mm. So then when I get in the room, then I'm trying to just be present and respond to what the other actors are giving me, respond in the moment. And if I have done my homework, I think that that will carry through in this person that I'm creating. And um, throughout the rehearsal process, I think there's a lot of, you know, that's what's so wonderful about rehearsal. We get to explore and, oh, that didn't quite feel true, this me reacting in that way, or, you know, so figuring that out um, with the other people, with the director, with the performers. Um, Yeah, that's great. That's great. uh, It's really clear. I think um, 
I've had the problems that I've run into the most is when actors kind of try to decide, make all these choices before they get in the room, because then you're wind up not being uh, porous enough. There's not enough back and forth. Like when we were working together, I felt like um, all that work was done, but then we really just started from scratch and looked each other in the eye and went, so what are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) And you know who, you just trust that the other person knows who they are and, and and you figure it out from there. Um, That's great. And all those exercises are really valuable ones. The ones about writing that, all that writing, all that. um, I have a person that I coach who's going to be one of our interviewees who writes, um, geez, I forgot what he called it, but it's a long stream of the person's life. So after extracting all that information, they um, then write the whole um, backstory basically, but they're but to justify the things like, well, he, this character doesn't have a father, but they have a mother in the play. So how did that happen? Right. You know, all of that kind of stuff. And, and I wasn't a big proponent of that until I saw the way this actor used it. And I was like, this is really great right. for like, really really I used to do that all the time I do it kind of less lately because I've been working more in film so I typically just journal in character um, for whatever reason for film that works a little bit better for me but early on I was doing a lot of like yeah I would write the entire history of the of the character as if I was journaling so it'd be like my name is blah 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 and like this is my life story essentially and it but that really is because then then if you can leave it at the door and be present with your scene partner, then you, and you're really listening, which is like, you know, people think acting is simple and it's so not because <laughs> you're, you're just juggling. I had this one director that we'd always make fun of because it was like overly se- sexual, but he would always be like, you got to keep those balls in the air. You just got to keep those balls going, but it's true. It's like, there's all yeah. things that you have to hold space for. But Absolutely. if you are, if you have done the work and you're present enough to the other actor, then you start like thinking the thoughts of the character and like having those tiny specific memories that either are real for you or you've created them. But it's like, if you're having them in real time, then you've arrived. (laughs) Totally. I I totally agree. And it's that, yeah. um, That living truthfully in imaginary circumstances, that's when you start feeling that energy, you feel that life force of, Oh, I am here. I'm not, you know, this, I am this person and that, you know, we're really living in this moment. And that's so exciting as an actor when you're in that space. Mm. It's so interesting, uh, so interesting. I, I want to just add into the conversation the word uh, mystery because I, I think I thought of it when you were speaking earlier, uh, Lisa, too, about um, the thing that happens when everybody's in the room or the thing that you and Jules are talking about now where you're just like in there, you don't really know. You've done all your work, so now you like enter the stage and you're alive in there. And it's a mystery just like life is a mystery. And um, I think that's the one of the big things that the modern age is um, de-emphasizing in, in a way. And I don't, I, I, I want to be one of the proponents of people who keep that alive. The fact that we don't know everything just because we can write it down or see it, uh, uh, GIF of it or something like that. We, we really, you know, you still, right. there's still all this unknown. Um, and it's, it's like the heartbeat of being on stage, I think, is that you're in the unknown 
even though it doesn't, it sounds like a contradiction because right, everything's right. rehearsed, right? Totally. <laughs> but that's what and that's, yeah, I yeah. feel like as an audience member too, that's when I lean in, you know, when, uh, you know, you're just like, this is palpable, the energy that's happening, the like, I don't know what's going to happen next, you know, <laughs> when it feels so alive <laughs> that it's, um, you feel like you're, yeah, it, it's happening in real time. You're in the moment and that's, yeah, I, I, exactly. So um, as an adult, then, since you went to the, you you know, you went through, uh, you went from Barbies to BFA to, yeah. <laughs> right? that's a yeah. great part. Um, and now you're um, an adult and you're doing it in the world in one form or another. And we, we will get to the Share Earth stories in a minute, but I wanted to just ask about what keeps you going now, you know, or what, what are the what are the recent experiences that you've had in having breakthroughs if you've had any? Yeah. And you mean not just during COVID, but during like just this. No, not just during COVID. Thanks yeah. for clarifying. No, I just mean in the like, like recent, like last five years, say, or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's certainly, it's always a touchstone for me when I go see plays. So if I'm not booking roles, if I'm not in a play at the time, be seeing them, reading them, even sometimes reading about them. Although I will say seeing them and reading them, experiencing them and reading them is always um, like a touchstone for me. Ah, yes, this is, even if it's not a good play, like it, it will get me my wheels turning and being like, oh yeah, well they could have, you know, like just thinking as a theater artist, you know. Um, and other, also, a big thing that I've discovered in my professional life is um, I, I think teaching while I'm not teaching acting, but I am teaching like theater. I work with younger children um, and where, yeah. which the work is kind of more about curiosity and imagination and just like playing with each other. It's less about, you know, skills based, but that kind of work inspires my own creativity and my own curiosity so when I'm not in a play I'm still my wheels are still turning in terms of just an artistic life you know I'm still thinking about a story well how could you tell this story and and because I am a theater artist I think the way I express myself the way um I think creatively is in the theater. So I'm thinking about, you know, yeah, how could you turn this into a play or how could this be a live performance for somebody mm -hmm. and working with children, what is so great and what that's really fed me because it's a constant reminder of, it's kind of this constant reminder to be curious and to be in kind of this state of like, wonder about things you know um and that and to be present because children are very present <laughs> um, yeah. so those kind of things will be uh good grounding you know um they've just grounded me and when i'm not working as an actor when i'm not working on a play even those things remind me that this is this is my art form you know this is um where I want to work, where I will continue to work, and um, also just feed my own artistic self. Yeah, it's fantastic. Curiosity, wonder, and being present. That's like a great little <laughs> thing you just put <laughs> <laughs> Be curious, continue to wonder, and be present. That's a lot, but it's great. If you could play any role in the world or roles, 
would have, you know, it could be an existing role or you could like make one up that had certain qualities. What would you say? Oh gosh. So, I mean, there's so many, I, I used to say, and while I would still love these, but like for the longest time, I would say, you know, many of Tennessee Williams, um, I, right. and I still would love to play them. Also, um, another kind of great is I really want to, in terms of Chekhov, I've always been really interested in Sonia, actually, of Uncle Vanya. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many women are interested in Yelena, which would be an amazing role. But oh, I'm I very- want Sonia too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. With you. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, a lot of the Shakespeare greats. Um, but it's hard for me to say just one, you know? <laughs> it's so hard. I saw on your resume that you did Twelfth Night. Uh, was yeah. that in, col- in college or was that an educational t- like tour or something like that? So this was, so I also went to graduate school. I didn't mention that, but I went to graduate oh, school right. for acting mm-hmm. as well um, in, at the American Conservatory Theater, ACT, in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and so that was there. And we did take it, we toured it to a bunch of high schools, actually, in cool. the Bay Area. Nice. Um, and, yeah. Did you play in Viola. Me too. Viola. Yeah. yeah. She's the great. She's great. Yes. She's awesome. She is amazing. Oh, my God. The best. I got to play Sir Toby uh, once. So, I'm yeah, that's a great <laughs> one, too. Absolutely. But uh, it was a great play to direct. I love directing mm-hmm. that play. So if it, but if you could pick a Shakespeare part, uh, first of all, Tennessee Williams, I don't, any, anybody who loves live theater loves, yeah. has got to love that because this, the writing just, it's so 360 degree real. It's just amazing to play in. But if there were a Shakespeare character that you could pick, male or female, um, is there one? Or you know, is it, is there, one? there is. Uh, this one continues to pop up in my life. Um, I directed actually a six-person adaptation of this play. Um, I don't know that I will ever play this role, but I am so fascinated by Richard II. Um, oh. And I just, um, yeah, I'm very fascinated by that person, the character of Richard II. And I love those those that tetralogy that um, Richard II through Henry V. I love I one of another speaking of like transformative experiences as an actor. Um, when I was in grad school, I did Shakespeare Santa Cruz during one of my summers where we performed outdoors in like the redwoods of Santa Cruz. It was amazing. But I was in Henry IV Part Two, and I played, which is one that isn't done that much, but I played Doll Tearsheet and Lady Percy. In those two roles, when when I first like got it, I was like, "Oh, this is like great! It'll be fun." But uh, little did I know that it was going to be one of the most like profound experiences as an actor for me. Um, so yeah. cool! Richard II is such a uh, underrated play. I feel like I didn't even I had never even read it until Dad, you were you played York a couple many years ago now, um, but I do the York monologue for auditions yeah. now because it's so not done and it's such yeah. a powerful speech. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I love the outdoor stuff. I got to do Richard the second, Richard the third alternate nights for like three oh my and so I, was playing, I was playing Edward and Richard the third brother who's the king at the opening who then um, dies. It's the only person not killed by Richard's yeah. hand in the whole play. 
<laughs> except Richard himself. And then, um, uh, and then York and Richard II. And, Great role. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the roles are just unbelievable. Yeah. So listen, um, this is great, Lisa. And let let's talk a little bit about share Earth stories. I know um, that it's near and dear yeah, to you, so yeah, I think totally. we should uh, give you a talk, talk about it. <laughs> well, bit, it's, so <laughs> it's it's called Earth Stories Initiative. I do share Earth Stories uh-huh. is kind of a, a catchphrase, I guess, that I use. But it's called oh. Earth Stories Initiative. Yes. So um, it kind of it started. Um, so again, as I kind of already mentioned, I work a lot with children, and I'm from Georgia. I'm from rural places in Georgia, um, but I've been living in cities, whether New York or San Francisco, the past you know ten years of my life. Um, but I, a place that I really. Uh, where I really find a lot of solace and where I find inspiration and where I find just myself is when I go into nature, wherever that may be, you know, but sometimes it's a walk in a park here in New York city or leaving the city, wherever it is. But I just am very much drawn to nature and working with children in the past, basically 10 years. Um, I just started noticing, you know, sometimes in the city, their experiences, some children get very little experience in nature. Um, it might be their park, which is obviously still a wonderful thing. And then some people really don't have access to nature, like neighborhoods that don't have parks, neighborhoods that don't have green space. And I started um, just getting, you know, kind of more passionate about this. And I may I applied for an artist residency <laughs> through the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Alaska. Um, to, and I kind of applied with this proposal that I would create a play for young children here in New York city about the Alaskan wilderness. And I would go there and I would research and work with the people. And then I would come back and create a play and they lo and behold accepted my application. And so I went to Alaska for three weeks and I worked with wilderness specialists. I was on Togiak National Wildlife Refuge in Southwest Alaska. Wow. Um, I was their artist in residence. I worked with community members and their wilderness specialists and ecologists and biologists. And it was amazing. And I came back and um, started creating a play. So I used in my kind of, when I say theater artist, I also um, have really been getting more and more into puppetry. So two very close collaborators and myself, we, um, created this uh, play about a hiker in the Alaskan wilderness alone, and she encounters all of these animals, and they are puppets, and there were shadow puppets and also object puppets, and we performed it, and then I, it kind of was, um, it was receiving more interest, and we performed it, we got uh, to perform it again at Sugar Hill Children's Museum, which is up in Harlem, mm-hmm. uh, in Sugar Hill, uh, and it went over so wonderfully and it was just magical to see these, you know, these children experience this Alaskan wilderness and it's interactive and, you know, the puppets come and, you know, the bird will land on your shoulder or you'll get to, you know, afterwards, they all want to walk inside the tent, you know, that we project their shadows from our shadow puppets. I mean, it was just lovely and wonderful. And they're also, um, a big part of the play is that, you only hear natural sounds, you know, it's all 
birds or trees. There's no cityscape, you know. So trying to give them this experience as best we can of the Alaskan wilderness. And then from that, uh, I we just got this idea to create this initiative that is uses storytelling to connect children here in New York City to the natural world. So um, oh, in different, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, right now we had two projects planned for this year that um, one has been canceled entirely and one has been postponed indefinitely because of the circumstances of this mm. pandemic. So rough. Yeah, so it's, I'm figuring out other ways to kind of use this mission of this project. Um, and I'm hopeful that one day we can, you know, be in a room together again, but. Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll come back. Is there an, a, a target age for in in mind? Yeah, it, kind yeah. of. So uh, it it kind of. I mean, I kind of for the plays, I kind of give a somewhat wide range, but typically like kindergarten to about second or third grade is kind of the target. It's uh, probably a little. Uh, I mean, you know, middle schoolers could watch it. I think though, it is meant for younger students, younger children, or it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Great. The Great. wonder and curiosity elements. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called, called Earth Stories Initiative, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, wonderful. So so, um, so exciting and so beautiful. Thank you. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's it is wonderful. I just hope you know, with these uncertain times, I hope we can continue the work of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I taught preschool in New York City for a while, and it's true. The like the lack of, um, I also taught preschool here in Asheville where I just moved like a couple of years ago and it's just amazing. The difference, like the inspiration in the children's eyes when they experienced things from the natural world was just like, so inspiring for me to watch them be like uh, yeah. blown away, you know, and it is, it is mind blowing actually to watch yeah. a, baby chick be born like whoa absolutely <laughs> wait last uh preschool class i taught in we got monarch chrysalises um, oh my god or, or we got the caterpillars and we watched the whole process uh, i was more obsessed than the kids i think <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> but like the golden ring around the top of a chrysalis like in the big picture it does exactly what we were talking about before is like bring you to the, the awe of the present moment and like how much richer life can be if you're like maintaining that sense of curiosity and wonderment and presence yeah. of mind. Right. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, this is great. Um, really good yeah. to reconnect with you um, and actually see you, even though it's not in person. I know. And, um, I, I love what you're doing. I love that you and Jules now know each other because I, I know. I have a plot, which I'm going to get you both in the same play, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try to figure it out. <laughs> so. Yes, but I will be there for it. I'm all good. for it. <laughs> so good to see you too, Terrence. I'm so nice to meet you. So and nice to meet you. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Look, I'll have a good Sunday. All right, you too. Okay. Yeah. okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. That was fantastic. Thank you for telling us about the Earth Stories Initiative. We all look forward to that. And find out more about us and our guests at whywedothispodcast.com. 